Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. Well, spring is upon us, folks. I know. I'm ready for sunshine and dry land. We've had so much rain, and I know that we'll be thankful for it at some point. Uh, maybe being up on the lake this summer. However, I'm ready. I think we are all soggy and done. Yeah, I am done, done with, with the rain. Our yard is done with the rain. It is um, soaked and flooded, and there's puddles everywhere. Yeah, we call it Lake Woodruff yeah. because we have the way our yard sits, we get a lot of runoff from our neighbors and from the pool because there's like a hill that comes down, so it all puddles in our backyard. Yeah, and Crosby is ready for sunshine in a dry backyard. Crosby's our dog. <laughs> he cannot stand it. Uh, he has been basically cooped up because we can't just let him go run around in the backyard because it's nothing but a mud pit. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. he's a yellow lab, so he comes back orange Yeah, if he's out there too long. So, so yeah, he's ready. He's ready to go fetch the ball because um, any second he gets, he goes out there, and then we have to chase him to get back in the house because he doesn't want to come in. He wants to play, but he also, yeah. you know. And he's still learning. Yeah. So that's the fun stage when you're, I would I would probably pay to have someone video, most of us standing in the backyard at any given time, trying to get him in the house and he's causing a lot of angst. He just wants to be outside, but we can't let him outside long because <laughs> the flipping puddles everywhere. Crazy dog. Anyway. So we are going to jump back in with Elaine and Steve, and we are going to cover their second half of their marriage, which is the next 25 years. And how cool to be able to think that you're in a second 25 years with someone, the same person. I know. I know. It's because we're already in, what, 19? Yeah. To think that there's a whole nother 19, that's where I just, I am so excited for you guys to listen in on this. For me, it was really awesome. For us, it yeah. was really awesome. Because that's what's next for us. And it's great to be able to ask questions because we still have kids in the house, as you guys all know. But I love knowing what we don't know. I like knowing about, okay, we've talked a little bit about empty nesters, but we haven't really talked about it from a marriage perspective. We've talked about it more of parenting. We haven't talked about like second phase marriage. You know, what does that look like with your intimacy? What does that look like personally with your self endeavors and things like that? And that's something that Elaine and Steve will share with us on this next podcast. Yeah, excited for you guys to uh, to hear. So let's join in on the conversation with Steve and Elaine on the second 25. Well, hey, everybody, we're back on our second episode with Steve and Elaine Franklin. We are excited. If you haven't listened, the first uh, episode covered their first 25 years. And now we're going to dive into the second 25 years of their awesome 50-year marriage. Let's go ahead and jump right in. How y'all doing? You doing good? Great. We're doing great. Thank you. That's awesome. Let's look at the second 25 years. What are two or three things that you guys did that you still do today that you think has have made your marriage really great? Now, you covered some of the things that you did in the first 25, so what's carried into the second half? We do a lot of things together now. Uh, one of the things that Steve has always loved is travel. And with the children not in the nest and us not going to tennis matches and mm-hmm. soccer games, uh, it freed me uh, to travel with him. He likes me to travel with him. And as I mentioned earlier, when I read the Love Languages book, I didn't guess Steve's right love language. When he <laughs> read the book, he let me know. And it, it makes so much sense now. 
that quality time is his love language. Mm. Learning that early on gave me not only uh, permission, but the freedom to want to travel with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we can sit on an eight-hour flight to Paris and not speak two sentences to each other, and that's okay, because I'm just there right right next to him. him. The tank is full. The quality tank. Feel loved. Uh Uh-huh. So it makes him feel loved. But that's one of the things I think that has been a learning and a freeing mm-hmm. uh, part of our relationship is is doing things, doing more things together. Yeah. In fact, when I had that night of what are you going to do with the rest of your life, mm-hmm. right. uh, I realized I did have now the freedom to do something different with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I had been a mother right. and before that a teacher, and I did teaching and volunteering. In fact, I think I had a, uh, a college degree in volunteering. <laughs> uh, but... Knowing that I was in a new place and I could do a new thing, I tried new things. And Steve is my biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. He's always supported me. Go for it. Yeah, try that. Uh, study that. And I'll get into what I did study uh, in just a while. But it, it really was knowing that I had freedom now to tag along and have yeah. fun with him. That's in great. A new way. Yeah, that that's neat. Because really it's such a, it, it was. I would imagine it's a, it's such an interesting transition. We're still on the on the front end of it, uh, with our oldest being a sophomore in high school, but making that transition from just the busyness of not only mm-hmm. having your day to day, but then the kids' day to day, and the mm-hmm. soccer and the tennis you mentioned, to all of a sudden, like Steve, you mentioned in the last episode of, well, you can now do dinner Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, every <laughs> right. time, all this time. Making that transition and identifying, okay, now what are those things that we can do more of? And, you know, travel was one Travel's of them. Travel's been a big and, one. And, and, we, and, we, and we still eat out a lot together. I mean, we, Elaine's a fabulous cook, so I love eating here. But we, you just but want we to invite 10 more people to enjoy yeah. her food. <laughs> but I would say we do eat a lot more now with less people hmm. in the last 25 years. And we still have a lot of people. And we have small groups and all that stuff. We love it. I still love having groups. In fact, I will tell the true story. In this house, we've been in this house 25 years. This is true. I'm, I'm ashamed to tell you this. Uh, so, guys, you got you make sure you got you marry a wife that's full of grace and truth, but full of grace. So, three times, the door has knocked. The front door has knocked, and Elaine has gone and opened the door. And she opened the door, and it was somebody there. They went, "Hi, Elaine." At dinner time. And I had forgotten to oh, no. tell her that I invited them to dinner <laughs> three times. And I don't have dementia, I don't think. Last time, I don't have early Alzheimer's. But I just, in all my busyness, and, uh, and two of those times, she was gracious. She said, oh, come on in, and whatever it said, or we made things. But one time, there was a whole bunch of people that, like, I mean, like, there was eight or nine party. people. It was and she party. said, I've got to go to a meeting. Goodbye. Adios. <laughs> went, oh, hey, everybody. Oh, I forgot to mention to a link. Ah, come on in. We'll order pizza or we'll order Chinese or something like that. And they, could, they were bla- flabbergasted. So, but, but other than those few, three or three times or whatever, we, we, uh, we, keep, we, we, we just spend time together. And we yeah. continue to calendar together. We, mm-hmm. we calendar together at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, uh, et cetera. And um, and until the grandkids came along, then when they came along, then there was just a lot more serendipity time and freedom mm-hmm. of time. Even though I've always been busy, she's been busy. I think one of the things that was cool was prior to that second 25, but early, late in the first 25 is I, in my business, I invited Elaine to come in and start uh, serving 
as a consultant with some of the executive education programs I was doing. And I'll brag on, brag on, on a minute. And we would have, uh, we'd have counselors come in and do Myers-Briggs, and we'd have them do learning style inventory or some things like that. And then we'd counsel. And one time we were this giant multinational company you'd know about, and I had five other PhDs in a lane, or maybe it was four other PhDs in a lane, and they each had like eight people. These were senior executives from all over the world that came in to work with eight of them at a time. And so at the end of that week, they all assessed all the uh, coaches and uh, I guess evaluators, what we call coaches at that point in time. And Elaine was the number one Hmm. by far. And so she's got got requests all over the world to start traveling all over the world to go be people's leadership coach and Mm -hmm. development coach and whatever, et And of course, she chose not to. Uh, and, and, and say with me. So, but that working together it even heightened my love for her because I became so admirable of her talents and skills, mm-hmm. uh, even more so, mm-hmm. and I've encouraged her to pursue that through the yeah. years. And so being able to do that work together and go to those, we would have retreats together where we'd be three days or five days at a, with a big company and she'd be there. So that, that was, that's been a fun part of the time too. Was there anything that you guys did? I mean, you talked about how like, you'd start traveling with Steve or you guys would start doing more dinners now together. Mm-hmm. Was there anything you did that was just new? You just said, hey, we've always talked about doing this, mm-hmm. and now you know the kids are, are out of the house. We've got more free time. Let's do this. And did, you ever, did you try anything or do anything, start doing anything new around the 25, 26-year mark that we was just... tried. <laughs> <laughs> I took golf lessons. Oh, that's right. That's right. I tried golf. <laughs> and uh, because often... Steve, being in executive education, uh, we had conferences to attend, and often there are golf matches, mm-hmm. you know, best ball. So right. I didn't like you had to be a right. expert golfer. Yeah. But I learned to play well enough mm-hmm. to, to do the best ball with couples. That's and good. so it was a way that we could interact with, whether it's clients mm-hmm. or people that he was hosting. Mm-hmm. So that was that was fun. That, yeah. had, that was a season mm-hmm. uh, that we, we tried the golf thing. Steve... Really, when he was doing his doctoral study in the first 25, got interested in barbecue. But once the children were gone, he decided to be a certified barbecue contest judge. Oh, that is so, awesome. So uh, awesome. we would that. go to the contest together, and he would judge barbecue contests. I invited her to become certified, too. And I said, <laughs> I, this, these were my words. I said, Steve, this is your area of interest. I'll go take pictures, but I'm not going to eat whole hog at 10 in the morning. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'll take your picture while you do it, but I'll go. I'll well, that go. sounds like your dream day. So you're yeah. cooking food, which you love, and you're with thousands of people right. all at the same and judging, time. And eating the best barbecue in the world. Yeah, so we started doing that together. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And playing golf together. Um, I keep thinking, I know Lane would love for us to dance together. I, I keep thinking I need to probably someday that, start dancing. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> then, then that movie came along, Shall We Dance? Remember the Shall We Dance? Uh, and I thought, oh, I need to do that. But I was thinking golf and, the bar- and her going to meet a barbecue contest, yeah. put up with my barbecue, which now has led into our son having a barbecue right. restaurant, as you right. know. So it's been kind of fun to do that. And That's you cool. see how we're smiling talking about this question. We started uh, attending the Buckhead Church when yeah. it began. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, before that, we really were schooled up at Willow Creek in small groups mm-hmm. and the value of small groups. And that was all occurring when our children were going off to college. And in the second 25 years, we've constantly had small groups mm-hmm. through our church as a part of our uh, lives. And for 16 mm-hmm. of, of the la- last 16 years, we've hosted young couples. We were kind of an mm-hmm. experimental right. um, uh, 
Yeah. Just married. Just, just married. Just married. Yeah. Yeah. Just married. First or second year of marriage. Mm-hmm. So right. here they come in and Wide-eyed we'll say <laughs> we've been married for 44 years or whatever. That And they look at it like, oh, my goodness, because yeah. they're, they're not even near that age. Right. They can't imagine it. So we've enjoyed wow. uh, hosting sense. small groups. That's mm-hmm. something that we've had lots sure. of fun together and, and, and planning the topics and what we do. And mm-hmm. who like we had a small group here last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just... That brings us joy together. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. I love hearing that. That's good. Golf, barbecue, and small groups. I love Golf, it. barbecue, and small groups. <laughs> yep. It sounds great. Okay, so let's. we didn't touch on this in the first 25. Maybe we know that you had kids, so there was intimacy there for at least twice. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about that because that's a big topic in marriage, right? right? And that's an important thing that God has given us. How how does that translate over a marriage? I got to. That's a broad question. (laughs) It is. Cute cute story. So, a lot of times when we have these just married couples, and they've been married anywhere from a few weeks, literally, to maybe two years, sometimes maybe three. And uh, never forget, we were sitting in the kitchen one night, and every now and then we say, "Okay, we're going to talk about sex tonight." And so let's separate, you know, and guys are going to be with just the guys, girls are going to be with the girls and whatever. I'll never get the first time this happened. And it's happened now several times. So <laughs> on the first, I said, okay, guys, what do you want to ask me about sex? You know, I'm, you're, I'm, uh, you know, I guess this was, I was at the time, okay, I'm saying I was, I'm maybe 55 when we started doing this, right? 55, maybe 52 or three. So the first question is, do you have sex as often as you did when you first got married? I said, are you kidding me? If I did, I'd be, dro- I'd drop dead. That's right. you know? <laughs> of course I don't. <laughs> now, now, you may think I should. You know, maybe I'm not taking enough uh, whatever, Viagra or what you name, whatever. I'm not just whatever, but. But 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 uh, but we still do, and it's frequent. And it's, but here's the thing, and that that uh, and, and and I want to tell you something. I'm still having to work on this. Mm-hmm. And remember, both Elaine and I are thinkers, and since she's a thinker, I sometimes think of her as a guy. Uh, uh, not that there aren't plenty of thinker women, but but mm-hmm. because she's so logical and whatever, I sometimes as a guy forget that hey, she's a woman. She needs to be romance. She does need mm-hmm. uh, flowers, at, uh, real flowers at Valentine's <laughs> and birthdays and cards and things like that. And so I would say that I have to be still work at being intentional at being romantic rather than coming home. I'm feeling like having sex tonight. Let's jump in the sack and whatever, guys. You know. Women at I think at any age need to be romance. You know, we, we say, you know, the greatest sex organs, what is the brain and the heart, not the mm-hmm. physical organs that we have in our bodies. And so I have to still work at that. And I think Elaine does too. I mean we but we both and we both but we talk about it. We talk about that. Uh, you know, and we've uh, both read, you know, different books on sexuality and there's a great book, what is it? Uh, the one after forty or fifty that was a book yeah, what is it? Sexual Something after fifty. Yeah, sex after fifty. Sex after sex fifty. After 50. Or something like that. I mentioned Girl that in one there. of my one of my Friday. I mentioned. It. Man, get up! What's the name of the thing? <laughs> you know, they all write it down. No. I said, "Hey, you guys need to read it." You know, talk, it talks about it because a woman's dance, as you well know, Jan. I mean, it, it, I tell these guys, their chemistry dance is different than ours. Yeah. I never forget we were in Las right. Vegas watching the Funny Play Menopause. You know where they do all these wild and funny '60s songs or whatever, said and they're going through all this stuff, and I turned to Lance. Honey, did you go through all that stuff? I mean, did I go through it? I'm still going through it. Really? Because Elaine just never complained, never yeah. went through all that stuff, not quite as emotional as maybe some, some get in that stage. So, so we just talk about it. We read about it. Mm-hmm. And we try to talk about being more intimate about it. We, we discuss it. It's not something we kind of hide and hope, right. hope that it kind of yeah. happens like all of a sudden she's going to, 
be as active and I'm going to be as active when we were 21 or two or three and right. you know, whatever. So I think it's important. It's like anything yeah. else. Books you read, people you meet, places you go, talk to other people about it, read books about it. Mm-hmm. If you need to go to a class, go to a class about it, whatever, to, to learn to be intentional. But the yeah. main thing is keep dating your wife, keep romancing your wife. And ladies, I would say the same thing mm-hmm. to you, man. You know, the men um, need that too. Yep. You know, we all, we want that just as much, we hope, as, as women do. And one of the phrases that Steve's heard me say a few times to uh, women, young women particularly, is get the help you need. Mm-hmm. We have a great doctor. We have the same internist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he talks to both of us yeah. about, you know, what's going on? Right. How is it? What What do you need? Have you thought about this? And so if you get the help you need, whether it's medication, mm-hmm. whether it's exercise, whether it's uh, what you eat, how you eat, when you eat, mm-hmm. uh, all of those things can mess. And there's nothing Satan would love more. Right. Yeah, than Absolutely. to mess up yep. the intimate relationship. And intimacy right. is, sex is a, a big Just component of when you're in yep. your 20s and 30s <clears throat> and, and maybe early 40s. And then it it, it grows. It, mm-hmm. it It's like it becomes uh, fuller. Hmm. It's a more beautiful bouquet. There are many different flowers in the bouquet. Yeah. And you've got to enjoy all the different flowers mm-hmm. in the bouquet mm-hmm. as you grow yeah. older uh, because it makes it even... Uh, more attractive hmm. and more, more truly what intimacy is. Right. Steve and I, in fact, we were talking about this the other day. I said, you know, one of the things that is very intimate for us, and this is going to sound crazy, we're not TV watchers. But a couple of people have told us, oh, did you see this series? Or mm-hmm. did you watch this? You know, it started with Downton Abbey. Yeah. And then, you know, so we'll, we'll treat ourselves not occasionally, oh, do you want to watch on Netflix, blah, blah. That's the joy of technology. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so we'll sit and watch one of those really good shows like that, and it just brings us joy. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's something right. fun we do together, and it's usually at night before we go to bed, and it just puts us in a mood mm-hmm. that uh, uh, makes us much more open to having shared something mm-hmm. that we yeah. both enjoy. Right. right. Yeah, it's so, it is so much more. I love the idea of um, just the broader bouquet, you know, that there's so much more to it than just that physical piece, mm-hmm. but all the different things. And, and as the marriage grows, and we've even seen it in 19 years, mm-hmm. uh, that those things start to unfold, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's more to it than that. And I do love, Steve, the, the thought of, um, you know, we, we have a different chemistry dance. I love how you refer to that, the, how things dance within us. Uh, and it's just learning that and understanding it. And it's going to continue to grow. It's going to change, right. you know, mm-hmm. from year 19 for us. Right. It's going to be different in 25 and then right. different, a little different in 30. It's going to evolve and, and grow. So um, we, we ask each other a lot of que- and questions. I mean, this I know this segment, it, it shouldn't focus on sex the whole time. But, but ask questions. I think if a husband and wife can get real open, and I, I'll ask Emily questions sometimes. Like, say, what's really romantic to you? How yeah. can I be more sexy? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. Right. And, and don't assume that it's the same today as it was right. 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Those kinds of I just think, and we, and we do. In fact, we were the other day saying, so, you know, we need to be more intentional about this. We need to, <laughs> I mean, I said, and I need to be. I think the guy needs to kind of take the lead on that. I mean, every guy I think wishes. Remember that book that was written 30, 40 years ago that the gal said, you know, you, you ought to show up at the front door with just wrapped in cellophane, see <laughs> cellophane. So I don't, know, I don't know if women really did that. Elaine never did. But I kind of, when I first heard I thought it'd be kind of cool. Come on, with Boom. there she is in cellophane. Saran wrap. Woo. 
you know, kind of thing. But 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 sex should be should be fun as well as. Uh, Exotic and romantic and fulfilling and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but it, it you know. So I would say you know frequency decreases, but the richness and the beauty of it in, yeah. in, a, in a different way it increases. Well, I That's love right. hearing about it because as we're now at nineteen years, and you know we were a little bit older when we got married. You're right. Like in your first ten years of marriage, just say that's more vibrant. Then yeah. you get to hit the kid mark. You're more focused oh, yeah. on having kids and then keeping the kids alive and surviving the, you know, staying awake and all that kind of stuff. And so as we're now having kids that are, you know, older yeah. and then we're looking towards the next several years, you know, it's one of those questions that I, I said to Chris as we were thinking through this series is that, wow, you know, <clears throat> do people who are older have sex? You know, yeah. I know that sounds naive, yeah. but no. what, what does that really look like? And do you know, we're already seeing, for myself at least, just the season changes and your body is changing and that chemistry is, that's hard to navigate yeah. in some ways because you want to be this person because sure. this is the person your other person fell in love yeah. with. But yet, I think that's where um, the cool part of a long-standing relationship with someone in that trust comes yeah. is learning how to navigate the change and still like each other <laughs> yeah. for what you knew mm-hmm. to like each other from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's in getting the help you need. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, the, I remembered how awful my mother's 40s were. Mm-hmm. Awful. Uh, and just physically for her. Yeah. And they weren't awful for me because I went to the doctor. Yeah. Right, I agree. You know, when, when the awful started... I went and got the help I needed. Yeah. And, it and made that's why I never knew when I asked her that question mm-hmm. when we were watching that funny play. Yeah. Did you ever experience it? She said, what do you mean? I'm yeah. still... But she, but she was taking whatever color pill she was taking or whatever said <laughs> that did yeah. the job. I, so I, I didn't even know about it. Right? As women or men in any given stage have to be transparent. And I think right. for women, we tend to want to handle it or hide it. Right. And so what happens is everybody's like operating in this abyss. And what I have found that in just some of the things that I've walked through, opening that door, just on any different topic, not just physically, but just emotionally or like spiritually things change and come and go and being able to share that and having several women like, I'm right there too. You're like, really? We don't talk about it. And so it's just been very refreshing to hear that as I've kind of started a new journey and just kind of saying, I'm not alone. And there right, definitely, yeah. I don't want to be in a, a funk. I want to be vibrant and I want to in, right. embrace this next season more yeah. positively. Let me ask you guys a hard question. And maybe it's not a hard question for you. It, it's one that, you know, you just think over the 50 years and we've definitely had over our 19 um, great years, great months, great weeks, great days, but we've also had really challenging ones. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a point in your marriage where you just kind of hit the wall and you're like, I, I just, I feel like quitting? Yeah. Never. Just never. 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 Um, just, I, I think again, because when I saw so much divorce in my family, mm-hmm. um, I said, I'm going to do everything in my heart of hearts to stay married and be married. And so, I mean, you all know Elaine well enough to know that from my perspective, Never, never. Maybe, yeah. maybe from hers. Maybe <laughs> with all the crazy stuff I've done in my life and, and things like that, it really hasn't. I mean, I really took that serious. It's a lifetime commitment. Yeah. You know, Jesus ain't gonna quit on me. God ain't gonna quit on me. I'm not gonna quit on Lane. I don't think she's gonna quit on me. We really haven't. And we've had some rough times. We've mm-hmm. had some rough goes. You know, my dad committed suicide at 52, and that was early, not too long into our marriage. You know, our, both of our children have had some real challenges and along their journey. 
I mean, rough stuff. Right. Rough stuff. Yeah. But never uh, thought that, golly, we just, we can, we ought to split and go do our own thing. What would you say to that couple that maybe they're listening and they're going through that, yeah. maybe it's a hard season with one of their kids, yeah. right? And, yeah. and they're in their, maybe in their 18, 19, they're 20 years old and struggling and it's in, and it's really starting to show yeah. in their marriage. Yeah. How would you encourage them? Because maybe they're feeling like, yeah. gosh, I can't, I can't keep doing it. Well, this is where I always take Elaine. Elaine says, look, get the help you need. Mm. Okay, where's help come from? Well, what did I tell you earlier that you're made up of? You're made up of three things, books you read people you meet, places you go. You may need to read some books Mm -hmm. or literature to help you and or go see some person or persons that are qualified and professionals Mm -hmm. at dealing with that stuff and or go to a place or seminars or things like this. You know, I love the uh, Windshade campus Mm -hmm. uh, there in uh, North Georgia, Berry College that the Kathy family has put together for people who are at there. I mean, at the we're quitting, I'm quitting, one of us is quitting, both of us is quitting, and and it's a place with people that will educate you, and they've got a incredible what save rate, hit rate, whatever you want, 80, 90% of the people that go there. I mean, some of them have already signed the divorce papers. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I would say to anybody that's listening, and you're there like thinking about, I'm quitting, go get the help that you need. Uh, go find the resources mm-hmm. at, at either your church or get online or whatever. Um I've I've rarely known people that are tracking with the Lord, tracking with Jesus, whatever. They're divorced, and and then even and some of them are very happily remarried, saying, "Boy, am I happy." Uh, there's a few. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There, there's sure. always exceptions sure. or whatever, sure. you know. Because particularly there's kids involved. Kid, there's always you know prop wash with the kids if you've gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. So I say, get the help that you need. Get the help that you need. Yeah. Go read some literature. Go see some professionals. Go to a place that might help you restore and mend. That uh, or where you're at, because it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it, right. It's yeah, absolutely. Fifth, sitting at fifty, almost fifty years. Yeah, it's worth it. Absolutely. We deal with uh, um, just through Lighthouse, and you guys are familiar. Sure. Families that go through so so much. Yeah. Uh, and are faced with just really really hard times, and and there's a lot of uh, families that we come in contact mm-hmm. with, or that have gone through childhood cancer that that they don't make it. Right. right? They got to that point right. where quitting was in their yeah. in their mind the best option. But I know you guys have, have had struggles. It hasn't ever been smooth sailing over yeah. 50 years. Um, oh, you know, so as you've gone through those, um, you know, I think that encouragement is what's going to help maybe some of these folks that are listening where they're going through some of those similar challenges. And you, they may feel like the, I just, I think it might be easier, but it's worth it. And we've surrounded ourselves with friends who are uh, people of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a group we get together with once a year, only once a year. Mm-hmm. We went, we were with them uh, a little over a week ago, and forty years. Uh, wow. We've been meeting wow. together the third weekend of February for forty years really? with this group of That's seven amazing. couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a year and a half ago, one of them split. Uh, one of the the men who. Uh, well, I won't go into the whole story other than he just had made life choices and kept it a secret for hmm. years and years and years. And wow. when it came out, it was sad. I mean, it really has broken all of our hearts. Do we still love him? Absolutely. Is he sick? Yes. He hmm. needs help. And have we embraced his wife? Absolutely. So it's having people you know that will walk through with you That's through right. the hard stuff 
and we all share our hard stuff yeah. with each other mm-hmm. and talk about it and see how each other's navigated it. And we've got people all around Atlanta that we do that with. I think it's important to have good people in your life, have good mentors in your life Mm. who you know that you can go to and say, you know, we're having a problem with this Mm -hmm. and and talk it through and and be with them. Uh, and, And maybe even have a wise counselor in your life. Steve and I have not gone to counseling uh, we want well. That's where I was going to go. Our daughter asked us to go to her, uh, the gentleman, because she's that she had seen, and she said, "Mom and Dad, I want you to take my appointment." This is when our son was going through some hard stuff, hmm. and uh, I think she wanted him to see her crazy parents. <laughs> but one of the important things, and I'll let Steve elaborate on this a minute, but just. One of the real game changers for us was seeing this simple illustration. At the end of our time where he was asking us questions and talking with us and uh, seeing how much we cared for our two children who were both married, both had children, mm-hmm. he said, "For he said, imagine two circles. He said, one a small circle and then another one in which the small circle resides, you know, two concentric circles. He said, in the center is your circle of responsibility. The larger circle is your circle of care. Mm. He said, tell me who is in your circle of responsibility at this point in your life. Mm. That you're responsible for. Right. And And this is both kids are married. uh Uh-huh. And because he'd heard us talk about how much we cared, blah, blah, blah. He heard something that triggered him to ask this question. Mm. And Steve and I looked at each other, and Steve immediately said... I'm responsible for her, and I guess she's responsible for me. He said, and he said, right answer. He said, who do you care about? Care about my adult children, care about their spouses, care about my grandchildren. He said, right, but you're not responsible for them. Oh, wow, that's good. That and helps. I think with, the, with young couples who have the teenagers and they're going off to college, part of what a parent's role is to get them to the place while they're in their, your circle of responsibility where they get closer and closer to the edge of that inner circle. Yeah. Right. Because you're wanting them to take a foot out, <laughs> then another arm out, and a, you're, you're doing things to help prepare them to take responsibility for themselves where you care about them, right. but that you're not responsible. And children do that at different ages. Mm-hmm. Some are ready for you to not be responsible for them at 15. That's right. And others are 25. Right. So it's really seeing that there is a real, that's, that's real. Hmm. And he helped us to see that we were, and we learned this in Al-Anon. Steve and I go to Al-Anon. We've gone to Al-Anon for over eight years uh, because there is a lot of addiction mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in our family. And one of the things we saw about just that question was we were enablers. Hmm. Wow. We, yeah. we are, we've got our, our master's Natural degree in, the, <laughs> in enabling. Hard to let go of and, and, and learning that and admitting that about ourselves and checking hmm. ourselves about that has helped us to really see for whom am I really responsible? For what am I really responsible? Yeah. Hmm. And just care the socks off of other people and particularly our family, but we're not responsible for them. If we try to be, we mess them up. Yeah. And how that relates That's to so your good. specific question is so much of breakup is or it evolves around kids. Yeah, true. It mm-hmm. revolves about dealing with the kids. Yep. You know, one parent or the other is wanting to save them, 
the other parents saying, no, we got to let them go and grow up or vice versa or in the death of a child mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. you all seen that. I know through your ministry, mm-hmm. there's this who's at fault or, um, you know, whatever, but no, 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 no. Get the help you need. Get the help you need. That helped us reset yeah. in a way about Absolutely. how we were dealing with and whatever uh, our, our, both our children were going through struggles. Uh, and I think uh, that even goes back to what we've learned early on when we first got married is that we were taught to invest in our marriage yeah. because that goes the distance. Our kids come through our marriage. You got it. And then our kids go on to be their own right. families and we're still left together. And if we don't nurture that marriage healthily, right. then we aren't going to be able to go the distance. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wise words on the oh, I love that the, circle. The two circles. Um, I, I that's um, yeah. I've, I've, I've that. done that on a napkin five hundred times. Yeah, I can see with that. Young, young couples mm-hmm. and and older couples with mm-hmm. adult children yeah. struggling with stuff. I think people feel guilt to say you almost feel selfish if you say you're just focusing on yourselves yeah. once your kids are older. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I'm not a caring parent or what have you? But hmm. you have those years to nurture them. Yeah. And yeah. then well, you know, basically Jesus, how you Jesus, nurture them is how they're going to be caring for themselves. And Jesus said, love your neighbor what as yourself. And I think what he was saying is you can't, it's hard to love your neighbor. It's hard to love your children. It's hard to love your spouse mm-hmm. if you don't first take good care of, have a good, healthy yeah, love for, and appreciation of, and care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wise words. Wise words. That's good. Really good. Um, let's talk about, we, we touched on this question, and you even alluded a little bit into it in the first episode, um, but talking about the second 25 years, um, what is something that you now look back on these last 25 since you've been in this house mm-hmm. uh, that you wish you did a little bit more of mm-hmm. now approaching 50 this July? You go ahead, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> this is just off the top of my head because I thought of this house as you said it. I wish we had not accumulated so much stuff. <laughs> That's less of. Well, I wish we had. Well, I you wish we had less of more. Less, less of more. That's right. Yeah, less That's of right. more. Because we. Uh, so I don't know. That just that just yeah. tickled my fancy because I think of our attic. <laughs> because now we're at the point where we where we do think of uh, downsizing, uh, downsizing, and and being more. Uh, Efficient. Yeah, this is a downsized house, right? right. We're mm-hmm. still more house. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I, I, again, I, it's not dissimilar. I wish we'd uh, wish we'd done more of this last twenty. I wish we'd played more mm-hmm. together with things. We we socialize more. We eat more. Eat out a lot more, and we travel more. Whatever. But I wish we'd played more. We were talking about that together. Like I wish we had played golf more together, where you're actually playing more together. I wish we maybe dance, gone to dances. We've got a couple of friends that loves to go to the shag, go shagging hmm. uh, and stuff like that. Uh, and, and still, again, I wish we had, and, and I keep saying, and, and I should take the lead on this, study scripture more. Because as you get older, and if you make yourself available, which we do, as you all know us pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, more and more we called upon, I'm called upon, Lane too, is well, what about this, what about that, what about this, what about that? And, and invariably I say, golly, yeah, I studied that in, at Abilene. I was, I've studied that in, in the past. I need, oh, where, where, where is that scripture? Where is that lesson? Where is that whatever? So I need to, but, but if we do it together, it helps me get her perspective because Elaine sees and understands things, both from a female as well as just a, an individual perspective that I don't. So those are two that we're still, I'm still working. How do we, what do we need to do to play more together? Mm. We do plenty of travel together, plenty of dining out together, plenty of eating here together. 
We need to get some neat TV shows we need to watch together. <laughs> uh, but maybe maybe physical play together. And yeah. just more intentional about, okay, what are we going to study together? We do some devotions together. A year with C.S. Lewis. Still do my utmost for his highest. We do the al book from time to time. You know, what they call it, one day at a time. Odette. Uh, which are which are great, but still more, I guess, a little bit more yeah. intentional study hmm. together. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I, when I hit seventy last year, I knew I just sensed it was a new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was something new coming about, and I believe that there there really comes at for different times for different people, but a time when where you are uh, enjoying your art. Hmm. I believe all of us have an art. And there's a little book Steve and I read a number of years ago. He read it first called The War of Art. And Jeff Henderson gave it to us. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's great. And it, it, it inspired you to really block out a high-energy time of your day to focus on your art. Hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. What Say, Lord, Steve's encouraged me to do so many things. <laughs> what is my art? So what I do when he's gone, he gave me a beautiful piano many, many years ago. I I grew up playing the piano. Mm. I'll just go sit and practice for an hour. That's great. Which I didn't give myself permission to do before Mm -hmm. because that, Mm -hmm. I didn't have time. Right. But now I know that that's one of my arts. Music is one of my arts. So I'm I'm playing the piano. Uh, There are other things that I know are going to come. I'm I'm doing my coaching now for nonprofits at no charge. You know, it's wonderful to be able Mm. to do something where you're not having to worry about making money doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's. I was this morning at seven o'clock at at a meeting for Mm. uh, these folks that two of which I coach. So I think it's it's that that's what we're doing more of. Yeah. And I wish that uh, I'd start a little sooner, but now. Yeah. Maintaining it. But now starting it. That's terrific. I think that's great. Jan and I were talking, it it was recently, I I can't remember how long ago, um, but I was kind of just getting in this phase of thinking, you know, where our kids are headed and, you know, the next 25 or 30 years for Mm -hmm. us. And and I was thinking, holistically thinking, you know, I need need to be thinking about to keep an edge for me personally. Like, what am I competing in? I need to be like just physically competing in something I'm driving towards, not... Mm -hmm you know, at a grand scale. Mm-hmm. But for me, I grew up swimming and, and maybe it's getting back into swimming somehow, right. just having something I'm, you know, working, working towards. Uh, and then what am I learning? And then what am I, um, what am I learning from an artistic perspective? Like how am I challenging myself or learning something from that? And so it's really interesting that you say that because we were mm-hmm. just talking about yeah. it. And, uh, and I've always had this desire to pick up and play the guitar. I've taken lessons before, bought a guitar. CJ now, our oldest, is learning on that guitar. And so he's learning. Um, he's teaching I himself, need to, yeah. yeah, I need to get back into that. And that's been one of the things that I've talked about is, you know, fueling that what's my art kind of thing. So I, that's really interesting that you say that. Neat story. That just happened last week. I was in Orlando. Elaine and I were there, and I was at a conference. I was sort of emceeing. And I had a chance, along with eight or nine other people, to sit in a room. And I sat right next to him, was former President George W. Bush. And we just had about 45 awesome. minutes with him just to chat about anything we want to chat about. And so he came in, sat down, and said hi to everybody. Great. He sat right next to me. And so I said, Mr. President, I, said, I got to ask this question. You know, following being President of the United States, uh, uh, President of the United States is a pretty hard act to follow. I said, what, what, is, what are any big, hairy, audacious goals that you've got now for the rest <laughs> of your life? And he said, and you know what he said? This was shocking. He said, I want to become a famous painter. Huh. 
I said, really? Awesome. And I hadn't kept up with his, what he's doing, but a lot of people know this. He's become quite an accomplished painter. A guy gave him a book by Winston Churchill called Painting as a Pastime. He hmm. said, I've never painted anything in my life. He said, I was an art agnostic. I was here in the White House <laughs> and whatever. He said, we had some of the greatest uh, art in the world. I never paid any attention to it. Never, ever. Hmm. And he said, so I, I said, well, and I, and I love Churchill. I read the book. It's a little short book. And so he said, so I called this gal who's an art teacher who knew Laura knew or something like that. She came over to the house, told her, I said, I read this book. I think I want to try to see if I can become a painter. And she, he said, she handed me a cube. I didn't ask him whether it was wooden or whatever. He said, she just handed me a cube. She said, paint this cube. And he said, what? He said, what? Kind? She said, just paint the cube. He said, after about two hours, he said, I painted the cube. And now, seven years later, six or seven years later now, he paints two to four hours a day. Really? Standing up. Wow. And, he's, and he just painted set, uh, 98 uh, veterans, uh, mm. uh, wounded veterans. He's put into a book now, and he's got a tour going all around the country. That's he's painting uh, still scenes. He's painting mm. uh, care, uh, you name it. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. That was cool. And so, but and what was what was really remarkable though was this wasn't something he kind of thought about at some point in time. He might want to be someday. What? Out of the blue, out of the blue, somebody gave him a book from Churchill. He read it. Boom! Mm-hmm. I think I just see. So you know, my I would say is that what we all ought to be doing is try something crazy. Right. You might like it. Go go yeah. read something crazy. Go try something crazy. You know, you never know if you're going to like it or not. You may hate it. And then if you don't like it or whatever, but but try crazy stuff. Do something that is serendipity, and you just might be surprised. I love that. I mean, I've hit that same, that uh, a new speed bump, I guess, or a new road. I feel like when your kids get a little older, and you actually have some breathing room. Yeah. And and that's one of the things for me too, because I was like, I'm not learning. You know, you you kind of learn a lot as you're going through your reading books on parenting and children, and yeah. you're learning. You know how to teach your kids how to read or, you know, algebra or whatever you're going through with your kids. But sometimes as an adult, I realize I'm not doing any fresh learning. And so I love hearing that because it sparks more intentionality for me to go, where am I learning? I even told Chris this year, I'm like, I want to find things to learn. Even if like, I want to learn how to knit. I know that sounds weird, but I want something that you can do because I don't, I can't sit and watch TV real well. I'm like a busybody. So I like that I can be intentional doing two things or learning how to do a second language. I still want to be able, I love to communicate. I'm like you, an extrovert. So I don't want a language barrier. I want to learn a new language. I would love to learn Spanish so that I, because there's a larger portion of Spanish speaking people in our country. So anyhow, sidebar for that, but it is. I think, don't forget about yourself. We should all want to have more recreation. What is recreation? We all need to be recreated in a way, in different parts and ways. And a lot of us, have what we call hidden strengths or hidden skills or hidden, you know, what there's a, a, a Monet inside of us somewhere. Or, or what, mm-hmm. what, 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 oh, what did President Bush say? He said, he told her, he said, he said, I know there is a um, Rembrandt in here somewhere. You just got to pull him out of me or something yeah. like that. It's kind of a cute line <laughs> yeah. in, his, in his Texas playing. It was great. So I just think that's, uh, that's important at, at every age. At every age. Well, and that recreates your marriage as you go along. If you're both redoing something or finding new, fresh life, we all need fresh growth. And um, I love that. One of the keys to, I think, uh, this last 25 years has been uh, intentional about respecting one another. And that is what Mm. you then grow to respect about each other. Like Steve just gave that 
told too much about the client and uh, how kind they were to me. But that made him respect me so because mm-hmm. I had studied hard. I had learned how to mm-hmm. coach and I was enjoying doing that and mm-hmm. got a nice word. And and uh, But the, it's important, I think, that you really yeah. work on what your gifting is and learn it and do it well and try something new mm-hmm. because that's what you grow to respect mm-hmm. about it. You respect someone who is in a, uh, like you said, uh, reading more and learning mm-hmm. more and growing more mm-hmm. and doing something that's exciting to them, it gives you uh, also a better spirit. Uh, you, you see mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. in a, uh, yeah. an art way. The world is art. It's science and art. Mm-hmm. But it, it gives you perspective that takes you off of all the junk that's uh, yeah. yelling and screaming and drawing mm-hmm. you, trying to draw you all the time, and you go to the place where uh, it's a lovely place. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. I think that's great. I think it gives you, um, I think you alluded to this a little bit, it just gives you a new opportunity to, to cheer on your spouse, you know, mm-hmm. something new to encourage them in, to see them shine. You know, a question I ask, Elaine and I ask all these centenarians, and we went all over the country for a decade interviewing people over 100 years old, and I asked them the very question. I, I, I would say, Chris... If you had your life to live over again, what do you wish you'd done more of? And you know what the top two things were? One of them, the number one was, I wish I had traveled more. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, I wish I had learned more, mm-hmm. read more, gone to more classes, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, books you read, people you meet, places you go. So I tell everybody, do as much of that as you can. Try it. And the beautiful thing in this world today is, now, we can, we can all travel, yeah. you know, almost anywhere for right. $99 in some cases, <laughs> yeah. whatever you said, right? <clears throat> and, of course, the access to book and knowledge is there. But so, try, place, yeah. you know, so, so try something different. If you're kind of bored, you're getting a little whatever, et cetera, you know, if, if mama's happy, everybody's happy. Yeah. Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, that kind of thing. Yeah. So if mama or daddy or, you know, yeah. husband or wife before children are, 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 are really enjoying and excited and passionate about some things they're doing in addition to their work, hopefully your work is, is passionate and fulfilling mm-hmm. whatever, uh, then it just helps make everything, yeah. um, I think, better. And it enriches the conversation at dinner. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is a big win when it comes to living with Steve. <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely. my favorite thing. So guys, this has been um, this has been great. Really thank great. you, oh, thank, thank you, thank you, you for honored. making time. This has oh, been very love honored. what you're doing. Love your blog. <laughs> Love what you're doing. Hope people we love grow from it, learn Chris from it. Chris and Jan. <laughs> well, we want to love be you when we yeah. grow up. We've, so. learned, uh, right. we've learned a ton from you guys, so thank you for doing this. We really appreciate Our it. Pleasure. Thanks right. for going the distance and, and making marriage look uh, worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Believe you me, it's worth it. Starting our second half century now. That's right. That's right. So what's the next 25? <laughs> yeah. Right? That's the question. Come back. Come we'll back. have to come yeah, back come and talk back. about that yeah. one. Come back next year. That's where you're into it. That's where you're into it. Come back and we'll tell you how it's going. That's awesome. Well, thank you, guys. We love y'all. We'll see love you, too. Love you, too. Thank you. I want to be them when I grow up. <laughs> I do. I really do. They're just so fun to sit with. They are. And I am so blessed that they are mentors in our lives. And, um... Honestly, hopefully you felt it just sitting with us on this podcast. But when you're around them, it's very contagious. Their spirit for living, their spirit for God, their spirit for each other is very, very contagious. And so I think that was why I was so excited. They were our very first couple to sit down with and uh, to unpack their marriage tips with us. 
Um, I just love them to death. So I couldn't be more excited for everybody to be able to hear what we got to hear with them. Yeah, looking back, I almost now wish we would have just done five episodes and broken it down into 10-year increments <laughs> and just gotten into more with them. Because yeah. I think there's so much more that we just to didn't d- get into. Dig down. Uh, and, and it was just such good stuff. So I'm really grateful for Steve and Elaine, and I just hope you guys got as much out of it as we did. We've got another great couple coming Mm -hmm. uh, in the next episode and you guys don't want to miss out it's going to be great so please check us out on wherever you listen to your podcast we'd love for you to be able to subscribe so that way you're getting insight on when we're launching new things we'd love for you to go on our facebook page and rate and review so other people know where to find us so that they can learn along with us and uh, we're just super grateful for all of you who are tuning in it's always it's exciting and shocking when people will be like, hey, we've listened to your podcast and I'm truly flattered that you would even take time to um, listen with us and learn with us. So we're just very grateful. Yeah, we love you guys and we hope y'all are learning as much as we are through this process. And we will catch you all on the next episode next month. Take care. Take care.